Yo, welcome to the Tom Fowler Fitness Podcast. It'll be hosted by me, Tom Fowler. We'll talk about health, fitness and mindset and everything else in between. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Here we go. G'day, Kiosk Keith here. Obviously it's not Kiosk Keith because he's upside down. He's the other side of the world. So, episode three, and welcome to today's podcast. Uh, today, I think I'm probably going to call it, I'm going to name the episode, Why New Year's Resolutions Are Complete and Utter Bollocks. So, I firmly believe that New Year's Resolutions, New Year's Resolutions, are just wank. Because how many times do you hear something along these lines? And bear in mind, people all want to do it starting the 1st of January. And that's it. Like That is their fucking life. They're going to stop smoking. They're either going to stop drinking or just reduce the amount they drink. They're going to join the gym. They're going to fucking climb a mountain. They're going to do a marathon. They're going to get a new job. They're going to regrow fucking hair. What else? Literally, they're going to run to the fucking moon and back. Like, people want to try and conquer the world. And they want to do everything so quickly. By all means, set yourself a goal. I am all for setting goals. You should always have a goal to work towards. Even if it is something really, really small. But trying to conquer absolutely everything in the space of a couple of days in January, it's just fucking mad. Like, what is what is the race? You know, what's the hurry? Let's set realistic targets. So, for example, you want to run a marathon. Fucking awesome. Good on you. Not for me, you know, but that's a completely different story. Find a marathon that you want to do. I don't know, let's say it's in September, October time. That gives you nine, ten months to prepare for it. You know, you can start, even if you're on the couch and you want to get to that marathon, start, you know, do your first run, make it a mile. Then a couple of days later, run a mile and a half. Then build up and build and keep building until you're ready. And then you can hit that marathon and you can be fucking proud of it. Rather than on the 1st of January, like, right, bang, today's the day, I'm going to go, I'm going to go run a marathon. I'm going to do it fucking my hands. Like, chill. Think about it. Get some get some process behind it. Really, really think about what it is that you're doing. And be realistic and, and just... Yeah, just be realistic and fucking give it some thought. There's nothing wrong with reverse engineering something. That's how all goals should be maintained, really. So... One... No, I, I set myself two, two New Year's resolutions. And I can actually hand on heart say I achieved one and I tried my hardest for the second, but it was probably too much because... So what they were, I set myself to read a book once a month and read at least one book every month. That's the one that I failed on. However... 
I've still read a hell of a lot more this year than I have in any other year. I think if I put all the other years in my life together and totaled the amount of books that I've read in comparison to what I've read in 2019, I think I've read considerably more in 2019. Which probably explains a lot and why I think I'm more open-minded and more positive now. Could be wrong, could be me just maturing a little bit. But I highly fucking doubt that. Um, but actually, on the sort of just discussing that um, that reading sort of thing, there's a um, I think most people would probably know him as Grenade J. Uh, Jamie Alderton, and he said if you if you read a chapter, if you read a chapter of a book a night, I think on average you will read thirty books a year. Just let that sink in for a sec. If you read one chapter of a book per night, it's an average of 33 books per year. That is an unreal figure. Now, I read like a fucking sloth. In fact, that probably does a a disservice to sloths. I read so slow. So, so slow. Reading one chapter would probably take your average bear, what, 10 minutes? It probably takes me about half an hour. Because when I read something, I want to I wanna really understand it. I want to, I don't just want to speed read it just for the sake of saying, hey, yeah, I've read a book. Cheers, it was really cool. I want to read it, I want to understand it. I want to soak in everything that I can take from that book. Um, what's that? Yeah, so I am obviously. I've got a little cheeky green tea. Um, yeah, I, I I want to get everything I possibly can from the book that I'm reading. I'm going to come back onto some of the books that I've read this year and kind of what I, I've taken from each book and. Why I, why I believe that reading books is is such a f- phenomenal thing to do and it's so good to help open up your mind. So, yeah, reading a book a month, that was um, resolution number one. Didn't achieve it. Resolution number two was to complete one course for the year. Just one course. And I can happily say I stuck to it, achieved it, I got my qualification within CBT and I am absolutely fucking buzzing. I'm buzzing that I did and I, I stuck to it. It was hard, don't get me wrong. It was absolutely fucking really hard. I, I'm not the most academic in terms of sit down and, and you know do a test or whatever and, and I had to do a test on it and that for me was probably the hardest bit because... I kind of crumble with tests, you know. Give me something practical, practical to do. I'm smashing that shit all day long, like. But stick a pen and paper in front of me, giving me a time limit to answer a question on a piece of paper. Mind just goes, just goes fucking blank. So that was a good challenge. 
And yeah, I'm really happy that I, I passed it because now I can use some of the coping mechanisms within CBT and I can also use use what I've learned to to work with some of my clients and you know build up another client base because you know my message is not just get stronger get fitter and be better physically but also mentally you know mental awareness and mental health for me really exceeds physical health yes you should be physically healthy and you should always be striving to to better yourself in in that sense but you know mental health and being mentally fit for me is is key i do not proclaim under any circumstances to to be the most mentally fit person i have my flaws like everybody else of course i fucking do i I suffer quite badly with anxiety and it wasn't really until october last year that i you know i was willing to to take the the help on board and, and to come to terms with the fact that you know it's it's okay it is okay to be to not be okay and i think by me sort of taking that that opportunity to to work and learn cbt i think i can really help push and help people that may be in a similar situation to me and where i have been you know and how we can work forward and build a much stronger mindset so i'm probably a bad example for i don't know i think probably i'm a good example for why um new year's resolutions are bullshit i think i set the bar too high for myself i probably should have said read five books across the year and then anything else on top of that is a win you know and it's it's a bit of a celebration i guess and that's one thing I think that a lot of people don't do anymore is they don't sort of take a step back and congratulate themselves because we do mini little wins all the time, but we just kind of brush it off. But in actual fact, it's those little mini wins that that grow and grow and grow and then bang, you know, it's a big win. And whatever that may be for you, you know, that could be taking a, a personal best, lifting something in the in the gym or becoming a better parent or getting um, a promotion at work. It could be literally anything. So what I kind of believe that you should do rather than having these New Year's resolutions is just set yourself one goal. That's it. Give yourself the whole year to do it. And just break it down, month by month, week by week, day by day. So if you want to lose, you know, body fat, so you can fit into a dress, or you know, whatever it may be. Let's let's use a dress, for example. Let's say you're you're a twenty five year old woman, and you're a size sixteen, but you want to get down to a size fourteen because this time next year you want to. I don't know, you want to go meet the love of your life. You know, losing a, a losing enough body fat 
to kind of come down that dress size. If you do that across the year, fuck me, that's easy. Really, really is easy. Put yourself in a, in a calorie deficit and move more. Let's be honest, you're not going to need to be in that calorie deficit for the entire year. You're probably going to get yourself down a dress size within four months. Four months. Then you can assess where you are. Do you like being a size 14? And you think, yeah, I really, really do like being a size 14. And I feel absolutely fucking epic. Or you think, actually, I wouldn't mind being a size 12. Now I know what being a 14 feels like. I might just give that extra little push. Bang. Crack yourself down to a size 12. Now, for me, personally, I enjoy being a size 14. You know, I think I've got the right curves in the right places for it. But everyone's different. And, you know... Everyone's body shape is completely different. I was blessed, you know. I've been given childbearing hips, so it's one of them. For me, like it is what it is. I I can't help that. I've got some cracking wide hips. So if I was to have a baby, I could just fire that little bad boy out. Yeah. So I think I might have just cut that off a little bit there. I picked my phone up. To go and turn my heating up a little bit. So I'll just kind of go back a couple of steps there. So yeah, I have really, really wide hips. Like real child-bearing hips. So yeah, if I was to have a baby, I'd fire that little bad boy out. But obviously, you know, I can't have a baby because I'm a bloke and I've got a cock and balls. But hypothetically, I'd actually be sound. Um, Yeah, so... Kind of take that into consideration. Not about my cock and balls. Take into consideration about the dress sizes. So, and again, it, it it's subjective. It can be literally anything. You want to get, you know, you want to get a promotion at work. Six after that yearly goal. Work with people at your work or, you know, find someone that you can have as a mentor. Work with them. Learn from them. Make mistakes. Fuck me. Make loads of mistakes. You learn so much more from making mistakes and quote-unquote failure than you do by success. And again, success is subjective because one person's success is completely different for some to somebody else. You know, it's probably quite vain to say, but a lot of people, their perception of success is having a big car, big house, you know, perfect teeth, fucking Kim K booty, but for me, being successful is having a roof over mine and my family's head, having food on the table, and, you know, being warm and being happy. Money comes and goes, you know, money does not make you happy. Yeah, of course, it makes life fucking easier, but doesn't it also, you know, can kind of make things a little bit more complicated? Or do you, you know, I'm a firm believer you kind of live within your means. So you could have, you know, millions and millions of pounds in the bank, but I imagine your house is going to be worth a couple of mil. You've got really expensive ass cars. Your food taste changes. You know, instead of shopping in Audi, you you know, you're shopping in, I don't know, I don't really shop in Audi and Asda. You know, Waitrose or wherever the posh motherfuckers buy food from. Like, I don't know, like Tesco or something. 
But yeah, it's it, it's obviously all it's all subjective, and having a mentor, by the way, is is fucking epic. And that doesn't mean a physical mentor. You don't have to kind of sit with somebody day in day out and and learn what they're doing. You you can learn things from people you follow on Instagram or you know or Facebook from podcasts it could be anyone literally anybody for me personally i i have a mentor this person probably doesn't even know that they're my mentor um but yeah for me uh, Brian Keane of the Brian Keane fitness sort of platform you know that's his brand that's that's him he is his kind of business he yeah for me I take so much from him, um, mainly through his podcasts. And my business is kind of similar to his. And you learn so much more from the successful people kind of there that are around you. Um, And I think one of his quotes are like, you learn, oh, fucking hell, what is it? You basically you just learn from successful people. You see, you can see their mistakes, and you can see how you can kind of go past that. And and it's 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 not a case of copying them, but by all means, if they have a business model that works, adopt some of it because obviously it's working for a reason. Put your own spin on it, because if not, that's just fucking plagiarism and shit, and that's a whole new realm of shit. But get get a mentor work with somebody you know just continue to grow and grow and grow and every single time that you achieve a goal celebrate it and then reassess make a new goal always have a goal to work towards so then when you hit on you feel the accomplishment you you can have that celebration it puts so much fucking positivity into you I can't even explain it. So, yeah, just to re- kind of recap from my little ramble there. New Year's resolutions are bollocks. Reframe your mindset. Set yourself achievable goals. If you want to do a couch to 5k, get on the apps. There are fucking loads of apps. That will say to you, I'm fairly confident it's like day one, put your trainers on. Day two, walk to the end of your street. It's probably not that fucking bad, but but imagine if it was. How fucking awesome would that be? Like, right, trainers on. Oh, right, love. That's, that's me done for the day. But in actual fact, no, you've kind of got to get out of there. You have to move. But running sucks balls. But I'm going to cover that on another podcast. Because I recently did my 60k my sixty k um, run across November um, to support November. But I'm going to cover that in another podcast. So yeah, that's kind of... I want to leave that really there with the New Year's resolutions. Again, set yourself small achievable goals... That you can build on and keep fucking plugging forward. So, 
the next one I really just want to touch on was I said before about some of the books that I've been reading throughout the year and sort of how they've how they've helped me grow and go forward. Obviously, one of the books I read was The Fitness Mindset by obviously Brian Keane. Awesome book. Highly, highly recommend it to everybody. In fact, every book that I'm going to tell you about now, I highly recommend. Either buy it, um, paper copy, or obviously on your Kindle or whatever, but I highly recommend. Or audio. Audible? Audible. Audible. Basically, just a book in your ears. Yeah, so the, um, the Fitness Mindset by Brian Keane. Absolutely fucking epic book. Covers everything from training through to your mindset. There's a little bit on there of nutrition. It's fucking class. I cannot... Yeah, I can't do any disjustice. Like, it's so fucking good. I took a lot from it, and I think anyone reading it, no matter of really where you are in terms of the fitness scale, you know, you can take something from it. Uh, I've kind of got some to hand here as well. Actually, the the other one that I read this year, and again, really, really good, was Ross Edgley's The World's Fittest Book. And the kind of title for it is How to Train for Anything and Everything, Anywhere and Everywhere. And it literally is. It's fairly similar to the, the book by Brian Keaton, The Fitness Mindset. Again, kind of covers all areas of fitness um, and, and mindset and, and how you can grow going forward. And again, there's a lot of stuff in there sort of nutritionally. Um, so yeah, that's a really fucking good one. And then again, very, very similar. Um, it's James Haskell's Perfect Fit, the winning formula. Obviously, most people by now know that Oh, I have a bit of an unhealthy obsession with um, James Haskell because the guy's just a fucking legend. Let's be honest, the guy is a fucking legend. But yeah, again, another awesome book, another take on training. So there's a completely, it's not completely different, but it's another way to look at training. And there's more in there on nutrition. And then there are two books by the same author. I've read one of them twice now and I'm probably going to go back and read the other one again. And those books are by Ant Middleton. So his first one was called First Man In and the second one is his latest one, The Fear Bubble. Fear Bubble. Fuck me saying that fast. It's a bit of a mouthful. Um, yeah, so these really, for me, are more on the mindset Um really quite um, really really extraordinary to sort of see Ant's struggles in life and for seeing the celebrity I guess that he's kind of evolved into now it it's fucking crazy like obviously most people know he was in the SBS um, so it's kind of like the secret service and his, his dad died when he was very very young and he went through you know quite a dark patch his his brother was really poorly mentally and and helped to you know kind of oh, excuse me help bring him through that which is really really nice to read 
he, he touches on when he goes up Everest and when he does Mutiny on the Bounty, which is fucking awesome. That is on Channel 4 for anybody who really wants to see a group of men in a very small boat struggle, but at the end of it, the reward is fucking amazing. Um, but the his latest book, The Fear Bubble, and I kind of don't, I don't want to ruin it for for everyone, but it's it's powerful. It's really really powerful, and it kind of goes. So what I took from it was, you know quite um back in the old sort of stoic philosophy you know back at that message there like control the controllables so you know let's use um abseiling or something like, something like abseiling as the example for me i'm shit scared of heights like absolutely piss your pants like crying to your mom scared of heights but most of the time, you, the, it's the build-up. Like you see, you see the the cliff face or whatever that you've got to abseil down, or it's the walk up the hill, and the whole time you're like, fuck, 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 fuck. But like, just clear your mind. Once you're at the top of that that hill, that cliff, whatever. Once you're harnessed in, you're hanging over. When you're about to abseil, bang. Get in your fear bubble, acknowledge it, acknowledge the fact that you are shit scared, and then do it. And when you come out the other side of it, fuck me, you'll feel like a completely different person. Again, because you can celebrate, because you've achieved something. Again, abseiling is probably a fucking bizarre one to use. I'm never going to fucking abseil unless I have to do it to save someone in my family. That's as fucking blunt as it's getting. But use it in the perception of work. You've got a job interview. Anything like that. How many times do you get anxious? Sitting, waiting. You know, you sat there with sweaty hands and sweaty armpits. And if anything like me, you get a bit of a nervous belly. So then you fart and you think, oh fuck, if they come now, they're going to smell my fart. And they're going to think I'm a weirdo. But what's the point in being anxious there and then? Nothing can hurt you. Like, nothing can happen at that precise moment. You're just sat. You're waiting. No one's asking you any questions. Clear your mind. You know, control the controllables. Nothing can happen in that situation. Once you step into that meeting room, then bang, get in your fear bubble, attack it. Do what you got to do and get out. Get back out of that fear bubble, leave that bubble in that room. Bang. Bang. Done. So, I appreciate the second half of today's episode was a bit of a tangent on some of the books that I've I've read this year. But I, I kind of wanted to to give you a couple of books to go away and maybe read yourself or obviously listen to. Um, there's one that I'm currently reading and it's by, I think it's called From Ryan Holiday and it's called The Obstacle is the Way. Wow. Very, 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 very good book. Um, I want to finish it before I really go into it, but you kind of take what you will from the title. The obstacle is the way. Yeah, I recommend that to to read to anyone. Um, 
yeah, so I kind of want to wrap up there. Uh, I just want to say, obviously, thank you for everyone listening to the podcast today, to today's episode. Um, nearly close to Christmas, so we're picking up an episode soon on enjoying Christmas without feeling guilty because you shouldn't fucking feel guilty. Um, but yeah, I'll probably try and keep it a little bit more structured rather than me having a little ramble again. But that's me, that's who I am. But I need to work on that, so bear with. Um, thank you so much again for listening. Um, please like and share, subscribe to my uh, my podcast. Um, if you want to come on the podcast, you know, feel free to contact me, and we can we can jam, we can link up, we can get that sorted. You don't have to be within the fitness realm to kind of come on the podcast as well. I'm keen to to speak to a lot of people to to understand where they are in their life and you know have they got a story to tell have they had a a success or a failure maybe that that you know they want to share and communicate a message out to the world you know i'm i'm keen to to network and and you know to grow and, and get other people known about other people's messages you know i've got a couple of people lined up for the new year um, but I've obviously gone out and contacted them. So if there's any of you that want to come on to the podcast, just holler at me and we can get something sorted. So again, thank you so much for listening and I'll catch you next time.